Ladies, it's time to level up. Welcome to the podcast where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. So whatever level you're on, please embrace it and get ready to go to the next level. Let's level up. Thank you so much, Kiana, for agreeing to be um, interviewed. I appreciate you being here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer Ness. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I, just want you to, <laughs> I just want you to introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, you guys. My name is Kiana Davis, and my unmarried status right now is uh, I'm separated. And um, my level right now is self-love. And the reason why I chose self-love is because um, it involves um, looking back into identity areas and growth and development, starting with my healing process that I'll be, that I've been going through, you know? So, yeah. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about um you said your level, your unmarried status is separated. How long have you been separated? How much can you share? How much are you willing to share about your separation? Um, I've been separated since April 24th of this year. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's fairly new. Okay, five months. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a possibility of reconciliation? I don't know. My mind tells me no, but my heart tells me yes. You know, cause I didn't been through a lot. You know, it's been 22 years that I've been married and um, we had a lot of ups and downs. And um, this is not my first rodeo of cheating with him. Okay. So um, I, I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. Have you come to the point of forgiveness? It sounds like you might be there. Yeah. I have to forgive him because okay. I mean, I'm never going to block any of my blessings by not forgiving. Like I don't hold grudges. Am I hurt? Yes, I'm hurt that he's done this to me. But um, I'm not going to totally put the blame, the, the blame. I'm not going to totally put the blame on him. Mm -hmm. Why our marriage didn't work uh, because, you know, I have my faults too. So I have to forgive him in order for me to grow, for him to grow. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't, I'm not going to hold a grudge. Have you forgiven yourself? Mm, I'm trying to. Okay. I'm trying to. Okay. And when I say that is because I look back over my life and I'm like, okay, you should have left him a long time ago and you wouldn't be going through this. Um, you also called him, called him hurt in the marriage. And I, I'm trying to, you know, I have a journal that I write in and I write my thoughts down every day. Instead of calling people and, you know, being a Debbie Downer on their day, I just write it out in the journal. Um, whatever I'm thinking and whatever I want to vent, you know, so I, I think I need to forgive myself because at the end of the day, 
you know, I'm, I'm a good person and I deserve all around happiness, you know. What, how do you feel about the fact that we as women, we're quick to forgive everybody else, but when it comes to holding ourselves to a different standard or a higher standard, or really, really being able to forgive ourselves, that comes so hard. Um, what would you say to other women who have not forgiven themselves? Um, also, let me talk about the fact that you're journaling. I think that's super amazing and therapeutic. I think oh, yes. uh, that helped me. Honestly, when I was going through my divorce and separation, it helped me in such a way that I was able to write a book in a month because I was wow. just journaling. It started off as journaling. And by the time I got done, it turned into a book. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I really wrote a book, like, but wow. journaling is, was super therapeutic for me. But what would you say to women who have not forgiven themselves? Like they've forgiven the partner, they've forgiven the situation, they've forgiven all of the different, every piece of it, except for self. What would you say to a woman that is going through that? Well, you have to forgive yourself. I have to forgive myself because that's all part about self-love, you know, uh, We be so hard on ourselves when the man leaves. We're like, okay, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, am I pretty enough? Mm -hmm. am, I, am I enough? What is she doing that I'm not doing? And so at some point, you got to sit yourself down and say, Kiana or self, <laughs> you know, this is not your fault. Mm -hmm. So it's part of self-love like you have to forgive yourself and, and I have to forgive myself in order to move on mm -hmm. you are listening to the level up podcast where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level if you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know please share we look forward to hearing your testimony. I agree. But it's hard. It's not yeah. as easy as said. You know what I'm saying? I can say this all day long, but I'm, I'm experiencing this right now. I'm living it. So it's very, very hard. You know, I have friends that, you know, boost me up. Oh, Kiana, you got this going on. You could be doing this. You could be doing that and forget this and forget that. But at the end of the day, you're not living my life. So you don't know what I'm going through by myself when I'm here alone by myself. I'm an empty nester. Mm -hmm. I don't have him to come home to anymore. So it's, you know, it's new. This is my new, my new life. So what's the, yeah, what's, the what's the hardest part, Kiana? What's the hardest part of this separation? The hardest part, the rejection. Mm. The love loss. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start tearing up in a minute. <laughs> okay. You know, the, okay. the love loss, the, the rejection I get. Um, dealing with, man, I almost have to like humble myself every day because like she doesn't, the other woman, his girlfriend, whoever you want to call her, she don't leave me alone. Like she antagonizes me on Facebook, on social media, um, you know, with her 
pictures and you know I, I don't see it but people will call me and be like hey did you see this today did you see that today mm. and then of course you know I want to go look <laughs> so are you and not blocked from her page she will I'm blocked but she allows some things to be public public she allow what she wants me to see to be public so why don't you block her why put yourself through that of seeing it and all that? And obviously, oftentimes when people are flaunting in that way, is she really happy? If she's taunting you, if she's worried about what you're doing, is she really happy? Do you really got him? Are you scared he coming back? Like, what, what is that? It is funny that we having this conversation today here because she inboxed me today. <laughs> she inboxed me today and we were going back and forth and then I, I stopped. I said, I'm not going to keep going back what and forth. She, what does she want? Like, what? she possibly you got him what do you want what could she possibly want well, you know i still talk to my husband i still talk to him and um because he's at the level where okay i'm sorry i made a mistake forgive me you know i i still love you and he, so he's he's having regrets so i still talk to him so she must have seen um correspondence between him and i through text or even phone calls and She's telling me to leave her man alone. I'm like, girl, okay. guy, you can't be. <laughs> you, you better stop right there. You are listening to the Level Up podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. Stop it. I'm like, right I, and then like I said, I tell you, I, I got to humble myself because it, it gets real over here. I'll be like. So you done went okay, from the, I, the main to she trying to act like you a sidekick? Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, Okay. And then I, this is where my self-esteem come in and the self-love. Kiana, remove yourself from the whole entire situation. Mm -hmm. You can do better. Mm -hmm. Leave the entire situation alone. Mm -hmm. You know, because Cause it sounds at like this point, what he's doing, this is just me from the outside looking in. He knows your wife, right? She's whatever she is. And he knows the pattern of y'all going through stuff, getting back together, going 22 year pattern. And so it sounds like he's setting up to come back. <laughs> the thing is, he probably don't, okay. And, and it could be that, or it could be, he don't want me, but don't want me to be with anyone else. That too. So he played mind games with me. Gaslight. He don't want to solely, he don't want to like actually want me to move on. Because then he felt like, okay, if she move on, she's going to forget about me. And, and then if it don't work out with this woman, I won't be able to come back home. Oh, yeah. That's so that, I, you know, I, and that's toxic as all ever, you know. It I, it's a limbo state. You're really in a limbo state because like you said, my heart says yes, my mind says no. But yet you keep dragging me in, pulling me in close enough and then pushing me away far enough and making me feel a certain type of way. So you're dealing with emotional roller coaster up and down that he almost has the control over. He's like the conductor. 
And yeah. so at some point you got to take that control and say, no, I'm going to stay. And he tells her one thing, do another. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's, and it's hard. It's so hard because like you said, your heart is like, I forgive you. I love you. Nigga, I didn't, I'm, oh, why did I say that word? I've invested. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey, it is what it is at this point. Because when you acting like one, we got to <laughs> call it like what it is. Yeah, when you get mad, it just come out. But <laughs> I've invested. <laughs> I've invested. And so it's like, wait a minute. I want to return on my investment. And I know that if I labor, my labor may or may not be in vain, but my hope is that it's not in vain. Right. And so I hate that. Let me just say, I'm sorry that you're going through this because I can only imagine. Um, and to be honest, I kind of went through it with my ex-husband when we first separated. We first separated, he stayed in the house, which is crazy. I don't know how people do this. But when we first separated, he stayed in the home. We, we knew we were going to get a divorce, but our baby was so young, we didn't, we didn't know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? But right. one night he stayed out all night. And I was like, even though we had stopped having sex, we were sleeping separately, everything. It was just like, reality. It hit, me. I, it hit me like, wait, you got somewhere to stay. Oh, okay. You got somewhere to live. I girl, I packed that stuff up in 2.3 seconds. I was like, you got to go. He's like, what is wrong with you? We ain't even together. I know, but you stay somewhere. So now the whole world know. <laughs> business in the street so no you gotta go <laughs> exactly and and the thing is he didn't even leave me because you know he was cheating and I was like okay you know you're staying gone all day long to like two three in the morning you know obviously you're over there yeah. every day go over there and be with her but he was always like, you know, well, let's work it out. You know, telling me that we should work our marriage out. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen overnight. But you're telling me this, but your actions, you're not, you're still doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I just say, you know, leave. And when he left, he moved in with her. And I, that's when I got, you know, um, the next following day was a Sunday and I was actually, um, my daughter was having a birthday dinner. And that morning I got a text from my stepkid's mom, which is his kid's mother. She's like, girl, are you okay? I was like, well, what's wrong? She was like, right, what's up with you and, you know, Alvin, what's up with you? What's up with you guys? I said, why you ask that? I said, well, you know, I kicked him out yesterday and, you know, and he, he's not here. So she's like, man, hold on, I'm gonna send you something. So she texted to me, man, my heart dropped. I was like, what? No. The picture, it was a picture of him and her that said, good morning from the both of us. Mm. And the thing is, no one knows my marital status on Facebook because I don't post him like mm. I used to, but I rather keep my business private because you know, our relationship was always on an emotional roller coaster. One minute I'm winning, next minute we're separated. So I just say, you know, I'm not going to post. So people don't know that we're having problems. For the, for the world to see that, because her and I had 600 mutual friends. She's from my hometown. Yeah, she's from my hometown. Um, I'm not friends with her. I don't know her, but we had 600 mutual friends. So for everyone to see that photo, that was embarrassing and humiliating. 
I can't even speak. But um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. This and at this worse. point, you've already kicked him out. But now it's like the whole world. This is the day after. The whole world. Now the whole world knows what's going on. My phone started ringing off the hook. People were texting me and calling me and inboxing me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how do I deal with this? Well, then I just had to deal with it, you know? And I had to put on this fake smile that day because it was my daughter's birthday dinner. That was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Like sit there, you know, I didn't run, I didn't want to ruin her birthday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I, I have to like control my emotions right now. You know, my grandma. You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. grandson was there, both of my daughters, my daughter's boyfriend, and I'm just sitting there smiling and we taking pictures and I'm... Yeah. <laughs> was he there for, for the daughter too or no it's not his daughter oh so he wasn't there so it's just no. you and the kids they don't know what's going on but you gotta you gotta be mom you gotta be mom oh, they knew what, they knew what was going on but I didn't bring it up at the you dinner table strong. you had to be strong yeah so. you know we do that we do that oh yeah do you feel like that's self-care by putting on that mask and not no. showing your real feelings for the sake of someone else? No, that's not self-care because you gotta you have all that bottled up. And at some point, you know, it, you it's not, it's not self. That's I'm sorry, it's my dog. It's not self-care at all. Because you you have to let out what you're going through. If you want to cry, cry. Mm -hmm. Cause that's part of healing. Mm -hmm. you know, I had to stay away from my friends for a long time because you know, I didn't want to sit there cause I could just sit here and, and something would trigger me thinking of him. And then, you know, I'll just start crying. <laughs> like a real I remember one time I was in the store, I was in big lots or something and they were playing this freaking sad music and I'm walking around the store, tears rolling down my eyes. <laughs> you wiping up for people see me, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm crying. I'm like, I gotta get out this store. I don't want to hear this song. <laughs> it was the, the music mm -hmm. is what triggered the sadness mm -hmm. and my thoughts. You know, I'm like, oh my God. It could be as simple well, as the outfit you wear. You know, it could be as simple as- It could be me pulling up to my house. You hear yeah. me? Just pulling yeah. up to my house, knowing his truck is not sitting back there. It triggers it. Yeah. And people need to realize that these triggers are so real. I just want to, I want to get back to the strong woman complex. Like yes. we as women, what do we say to women that feel like they got a front or put on this mask and not show their real feelings because out of fear of how they're going to see me, how they're going to feel, or am I going to ruin their day? Also, I want to talk about the fact that what are we teaching our daughters? Like for me, I am, I'm a very um, non-emotional person. Very few people have ever seen me cry. Not saying that's because I realize it's bad. Now, me too. what am I teaching my daughter who never sees me cry, who calls me a robot? 
who calls me superwoman? What am I teaching her about her real emotions and her real feelings if I'm never showing her when I'm actually going through? All she ever sees is a happy-go-lucky mommy. And so <laughs> what am I teaching her? And you know, what are you teaching your daughters in that instance the day after your husband leaves and you're able to just smile for the pictures and be happy and be nice? What are we teaching them? Well, a lot of people look at it as being strong, having strength. And I can say, yeah, I was being strong. I had strength at that time because I didn't let the tears fall. But like, once again, it's not healthy. And it's, you know, we're teaching them that, you know, it's okay not to let our emotions show, but you need to because, you know, I don't always want to be the strong one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people always look at me to be the strong one. Like right now, no, I'm the weak one. I want to cry. I need a shoulder to cry on. Okay. So I don't want to be the strong one all the time. And that's what it is with me. Like I'm always the strong one. I don't cry in front of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think my kid, I think my kids probably, my daughter seen, my son seen me cry one time because he really pissed me off and I would just have had it up to here with him and I just started crying and, you know, they've never seen me cry. They never seen me be weak. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think, Kiana, there's strength in letting our children see us vulnerable, letting our children see us so. And also it teaches them that when you are weak, it's okay, baby. You don't have to be strong all the time. All the time. Because that's a powerful feeling, especially when you always gotta be like covered up, you know, when, when it's time for you to show emotion. So I don't know, I'm, I'm, I am learning this myself and that's why I'm asking you these questions. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm learning too, you know, and that's why I posted that video a while back when it said something about show a time where no one knew that you were going through something where you had to be like strong. And I showed that video and I told my little story or whatever. I'm like, well, sheesh, I got plenty of times. I said, well, this is right here was really a time where I was really, really, you know, heartbroken and broken inside. And I had to go out and put this fake smile on my face, you know, but internally I was dead. Like, you know, hey, did no. So 22, yeah, 22 years of marriage. Tell, can you um, describe the highest point of your marriage in the 22 years? Like, what was that like? When was it? At what point where you was like, you know what? I'm living good. This is where I want to be. Oh, that was probably about maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> um, you know, my husband and I, uh, I'm going to move for a second because my dog, we had some good times. Uh, we used to travel a lot before social media even came about, you know, we used to travel a lot, businesses together. Um, we raised seven kids because he had three kids. I had three kids. So it was a beautiful marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, we got married in Vegas. Um, but again, he was a serial cheater. So within those 22 years, there was plenty of times I would try to plan my escape. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. 
like, okay, when am I leaving this marriage? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even remember. Truly honest, I can't even remember, like really. We had good times and we had bad times. So I just can't really sit here and say, you know, when 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 were the highest times of that marriage? Like, because even like now, before he left, he was cheating, but we still had good moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were in a house arguing and battling and, you know, just fighting. And I mean, we had good moments. So it sounds, like, it sounds like the cheating, what became kind of normal and a part of your marriage where you, it wasn't yeah. even arguing it meant anymore. It was just like, oh, I know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. And we're going to ignore the, it. The, the thing is, this is the twist. I started doing me. Okay. So instead of me sitting at home being this perfect wife while he's out doing what he's doing, I just started doing me. And I cheated Mm -hmm. in 2018 and he found out about it. So, you know, a man can't take the same hurt that they give a woman or they cause a woman. You're right about that. That kind of changed the whole thing. Like, you know, now he was justified what he was doing. It was all because of me. Oh, you cheated. You did, you hurt me. So it's your fault. So now everything is my fault because Mm -hmm. I cheated and got caught. But what about all the times that you cheated, you know, before you found out that I cheated? You know what I'm saying? Like, but we had some good times. I mean, You know, I remember one time he took me on the road trip to Vegas for my birthday. We stopped in every state and, you know, then we drove over to San Diego, California, spent a, a day there, then came back to Vegas. It was like a week and it was, it was beautiful. You know, we that had some beautiful, beautiful time. Yes, we had some really beautiful times. He always spoiled me financially. I always got what I wanted, cars, furniture, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was a good provider, but like, again, he just, and I think that's why I stayed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of women would think, okay, she's staying, she's weak. You know, she's staying with him, he's cheating. Yeah, but I was being taken care of financially. So yeah, I did stay. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to me. That's the reason why I stayed in that situation way too long. It was like the fight, the, that provider right and that protector mm-hmm. i don't care what you was doing to me you wasn't gonna let nobody else do it <laughs> right 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 so it yeah. was like that that in our minds thinking well this is a this is okay this is enough right because this mm-hmm. this is what we know this is what we know people used to look at us like a power couple in our hometown mm-hmm. you know once you know that was years ago though Mm-hmm. What was the biggest blessing that came from your marriage? My husband taught me a lot about being, you know, having businesses. He was always an ambitious, he's an ambitious man. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we were living in a, a little town called Youngstown, mm-hmm. you know, he was able to be moved to Atlanta. And I say, you know, I, I'm so glad, you know, I did marry him because I probably won't be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. 
because he always had a business, always was self-employed. And, and it taught me the business side, how to, you know, be an entrepreneur and, and different things like that. And, and I, I think that's a blessing. Yeah, um, that is a blessing. Do you feel like your a divorce is imminent? Do you even want a divorce? Are you, how, how, how is that right now? I haven't thought about it yet. I haven't thought about divorcing him yet. Cause like I said, at the beginning when we had, you asked me the question about, you know, reconciling, do I want him to come back? I, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And she, she feels like, you know, that's her man. And I don't have a say in none, anything. And I mean, I don't know where his head is at. One, one minute he's, I want to come home, but it, he's he's not making a move. Yeah, and then nor is it changed behavior. It sounds like, right. and of course I'm not an I'm not a uh, a psychic, but it sounds like when you have a cycle of um, infidelity and that cycle of taking them back, because I've, I've been in it, I've seen it a zillion times, it almost makes it uh, normal and acceptable. So if y'all were to get back together now, it would be a matter of time before the next trick. Do it again. The next trick is, is enticing. You know, this trick ain't enticing. She only gonna be enticing for so long, first of all. And second of all, if anything happens to him right now, she ain't got to say over nothing because he's still your- But the thing is, he's he's sickly too. Mm. He's he's sick. He just got out the hospital. He's uh, fighting with kidney failure, wow. diabetes, heart congestive failure, um, gout. He has all these different health problems, and um, and she has no say. She don't, but she thinks she do. I mean, well, you know, he just got out the hospital, and I wasn't able to visit him or, you know, even call and get any information on him. Why? I don't know. I I called up there, and they said, you know, I gave them my name and told them who I was. And they said, well, we can't give you any information. I said, oh, I'm his wife. They said, the patient said that we couldn't give you any information. I said, oh, okay. Oh. Hmm. Uh, And then, um, and with COVID going on, you were only allowed two visitors. So I did try to go up there anyway, against what they were saying. I didn't care what they were saying, but um, they stopped you right in the lobby, check you in, want to know who you're going to visit because of COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. They only allowed two visitors and it had to be the same in visitors for the duration of his stay mm-hmm. while he's in the hospital. So it was her and his daughter. And I was like, wow. I'm his wife and I can't have access to him. I'm like, okay. But again, it's it's him. He has control of that. Well, it sounds like he might be trying to make her happy or make her feel secure. Yeah, make her feel secure. And that's, I mean, he have to, he live with her. Hmm. Does that scare you about, you know, his health issues and not being able to? Yeah, 
And this is what and I told him this too. I said, I already lost you. And he said, you haven't, you, you haven't lost me. I'm, I'm here. I talk to you every day. I said, no, I've lost you. Mm-hmm. And I said, and for what scares me is I'll get that phone call and it'll, you know, saying that he's passed away mm-hmm. and then I'll lose him for, you know, I've lost him forever. I was like, do you know how devastated I'll be? I'm already going through a healing process of heartbreak. And for me to try to, you know, get this phone call, I said, man, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to be. Mm-mm. How do you protect your heart, Kiana? Right now? Yeah. I got a wall up right now. So. Uh, I won't even date. Mm. I don't know. Are you not dating because you're holding that space for him? I just can't bring myself to date because um, I'm not holding the space for him. But I'm just not in that head space or mentally or ready, emotionally, just ready to date. Um, this is still freshly new to me. And, you know, if I'm going to date someone, I want to be in a good space. Mm-hmm. Be able to enjoy my partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not ready yet. Unless, I mean, I, what you just said was, was so imperative. You said, first of all, it's new. <laughs> You, you still separated and it ain't even six months. It's right at the six month mark. And you don't even know what this is gonna lead to. You haven't made a decision in your mind whether or not you want a divorce or whether you're gonna wait um, for him. So to bring someone else into that situation probably would not be smart. Um, and then that's what a lot of people do. That's, and I think that is so selfish. It's, it's toxic. People. Why would you bring a person into a situation where you're not even sure of you know what i'm saying and, and i mean i could bring somebody into the situation and use them as a, a, a what they call it a, a rebound to make myself feel better mm-hmm. but i don't even want to do that i want to heal on my own mm-hmm. not bringing someone else into the situation now i want to make sure i'm good by myself because if i'm good by myself i'm good you know what i'm saying i don't want to depend on someone else to make me happy. I got to make me happy first. I got to get this self-love and, and, and deal with it on my own. I got to go through this healing process by myself. I don't want a man to come alone and help me. Like I, I just, I'm trying to discover who I am still. I love it. That's beautiful. Being by myself. Especially and, after being married for 22 years, you, you're a different woman than you was before him. Oh, so yeah. You got to rediscover. I mean, and also reinvent. You don't just rediscover. You got to reinvent. You uh, reinvent. Reinvent the woman that you want to be because the woman who you were was attached. And you may even be reattached at some point. Who knows? I mean, because that door is still open, right? right. So you got to kind of reinvent what you want your future to look like. And if, if that does involve him or someone else, you have to, you have a, you have a clean slate right now. And the thing is, you know, if him and I was to get back together, I told him, I said, you know, we would have to renew our vows. The whole 22 years we've been together, we never renewed our vows. 
Mm. I stopped wearing my wedding ring back in 2015. Mm. And um, I actually threw it in the trash and told my son to take the garbage out so I wouldn't go get it back out the garbage. Oh, wow. And he stopped wearing his. And, um, but I said, you know, we would have to renew our vows and there's going to be some boundaries set in, you know, because this is the last straw mm-hmm. for you. You know, he could barely walk, like, you know, so he don't have, he's not in good health. And a lot of people would be like, well, you know, you're so beautiful. You could do this. You could have anybody. You could be doing this and this and that. I was like, yeah, I can. But at the end of the day, that's still my husband. The vows, we broke them. But um, I'm still willing to work it out. I mean, I don't know. I've given it thought. And hmm, it's just hard. It really is. It's, It's really, really hard. It's really, really hard. Do you have wise counsel? Are you speaking to like a therapist, a pastor or anybody? I almost, you know, I said to myself, I need to go to grieving. <laughs> it's like you're grieving to a person that's alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I always like, tell people divorce is like, um, a, it's like a death, but the person like is alive. Yeah, so you're grieving a, a, a live person. And um, so you don't have wise counsel? You don't have a pastor or a therapist? I just spoke to my doctor about getting a therapist. So she gave me a referral. That's a good idea. Because I think last year I was kind of like depressed and and different things like that. And um, by being COVID, I couldn't get a a doctor, a, a counselor, a therapist to see me because they would they were not accepting new patients because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so now I, and I just recently emailed my doctor and told her, I said, listen, you thought the issues I had before was bad. I said, I'd have some new issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I'm going through a separation here and um, I, I really need to talk to someone. I said, I can't focus sometimes I'm at work. Um, and I just be sitting there you know, I do emails and chat at work, so I'm not talking to anybody, but I don't want to just, my mind is somewhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm feeling sad and, and just don't want to be bothered sometimes. But I really do need to speak to someone. I think it's a, it's a um, what, what is your experience with therapy in the past? Have you had a therapist or what do you think about therapy? I think it'll help. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I've never had, you know, I've never experienced. Well, him and I went to marriage counseling one time. We went to one session that was years ago, but I've never really sat and talked to a counselor. And, and I, I really, I think it's a good thing. You know, African-Americans, they don't normally want us. They, we, a lot of them don't believe in speaking to counselors or, you know, when we were younger, we were always taught what stays in this, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Mm-hmm. And you know, we don't tell our business to people. Mm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it can help. No, Fendi. Oh, Kate, I'm sorry. 
That's okay. Uh, my dog want to act up right now. No, Cage, go ahead. Cage. He just wants some attention. She like, wait, what are you doing? I'm like a two-year-old. I swear, <laughs> when I get on the phone or I'm doing something, <laughs> my attention. I'm like, girl. It's like, have... wait a minute. Why aren't you listening <laughs> to me? <laughs> now, if I wasn't on this here, she would not be bothering me. At all. Excuse me. Hey, you, I'm curious about, um, this is probably the longest relationship you've ever been in. Um, yeah. yeah. What about any uh, relationships prior to your to your current marriage? Um, even now in your current state, um, what are what what was that looking like prior to him to make you feel like okay, this is the one, this is the reason why I'm staying? And also, well, I'll let you answer that first. Well, let me tell you something. I can I can write a book about my life. You actually should, because where I'm from, I'm from Youngstown. And when you're a teenager in Youngstown, you know, the thing back in the in the 80s and early 90s, growing up, we always looked for the drug dealers. Me too. Who, who, who got the money? Mm -hmm. Touche. And yeah, so I always dated drug dealers. Mm -hmm. um, so prior to him, my son, which is my son, my youngest son, he's 23. He, um, my son's father, I was dating him for two years and then he got murdered. Mm. Um, and prior to him, I was in a six year relationship. It was, it wasn't healthy. Cause I met him when I was 17 and you know, he was abusive to me selfish and yeah but my son's father you know he spoiled me too with money and and then so when I met my husband my husband had money I said oh okay you know <laughs> I hit the jackpot again <laughs> but I wish I never went down that path of, you know, choices of men. It's environment. I think it's environment. It uh, is the environment, right? It, it is what it is. But, but it was a reason, right? And there was a lesson you learned from it. Um, yeah. And if we would have grew up in a different, in a different place, in a different way, of course, we would have different ways and different thoughts, <laughs> but that, that's yeah. just the way it was. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Do you have any regrets? I mean, overall? The only regret that I have is not leaving when I was supposed to. And when we're- I'm not gonna say the first time he cheated, maybe when I allowed him to keep, he thought it was okay. Because mm. again, he cheated and I would catch him. Um, not per se catch him, but Maybe I find condoms while I'm washing clothes or he would stay gone all night or, you know, so, you know, you're not stupid mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. girls calling my phone, you know? Uh, so that's what I regret. I just regret not being strong and just say, okay, I'm not going to take this. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, so, you know.
You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. How does younger Kiana and the version of you now um, differ as far as uh, self-esteem from a self-esteem perspective? Like, how do you differ? How do you see your younger self in, in yourself today? I don't think it's changed. Because if I would have had the self-esteem, I would have left. And my mother always said, you have low self-esteem and I'd be arguing with her. No, I don't. Cause you know, I don't want to admit to her that I, I maybe I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to admit it to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't care how people say, oh, you know, you're so pretty. You're so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But sometimes, you know, I don't think I am or, you know, good enough or pretty enough or, you know, have what it takes. So, you know, uh, I think my self-esteem is kind of shot. <laughs> and again, that's what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. The self-love and trying to love myself. Is there anything, what, what was the model you had as a young person? Like what, what models did you have before you to show you what a relationship was supposed to be? None. My mom and dad was married but they had a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. She divorced him. And then she got with my stepdad, but that's a whole different story. So I, well, I can say my grandpa. Let me put it like this. Everyone in, in my family are all, were all married at some point. My aunts, my uncles, my grandmother, my grandfather, like everyone in my family, we all believed and everyone believed in marriage because everyone was married. Mm-hmm. My grandmother and my grandfather was married. When he passed away, she didn't remarry. She wore her wedding ring until she passed away. Mm-hmm. You know? So if I, I can say a role model, it would be her. But as far as anyone else around me, I mean, although my aunts and things were married, but you know, at some point they all got divorced. So they all believe in the institution of marriage, but not really the sanctity of marriage or showed you how a a successful marriage was to go. They just kind of stayed in it. Yeah. (laughs) What is a successful marriage? Can you define that for me? Girl. I I, I would like to know because I I don't I don't think there's no such thing. I think it is. I think a successful marriage is healthy. One where folks can be themselves and be have the utmost respect for one another and also just really honor each other above anything and anybody else. I think that's a successful marriage. It, it, it involves respect, honor, um, and commitment, you know? Um, and I think, and like you, I, I had very, very similar situation. Even to this day, I look at my mommy 
my aunts, my grandma has six daughters and four sons. And I look at my mommy, my aunts, my grandma, and the women in my family, and I see like, oh, we just want to be married. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care if we're happily married. We just want to be married. And that's the whole purpose of level up for the unmarried, because I feel like we, it, we've been conditioned you know, from generation after generation after generation to just be entangled and not know what that means or not know the that's same. not healthy. That's it's not, not healthy. healthy. And most of them is super toxic. I got married the first time because I wanted to have sex because the church was telling me that you don't sit up here and be shacking or be, you better be married. Yes. And so I got married. I didn't even love, I mean, I loved him as a friend. I wasn't even attracted to him. And then I got married the second time because I didn't want to be alone. And so now I'm like, you know what? Wait a minute now. Let me reevaluate the way I look at things because I'm in a really happy, healthy, successful relationship. Do I want to ruin that with marriage? <laughs> Not saying that marriage will ruin it, but in my history, in the history of my family dynamics, it has. And so what does that look like? And or am I, at a level, am I at a level of maturity where I would be marrying for the right reasons this time? I don't know, because at those times it was the right reasons then too. So who knows? So when you ask me, what does a healthy or what does a successful marriage look like? Girl, I'm still learning. You better let me know. Oh, and, 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 and that's why I probably say, I don't think there is. Cause I'm just like, you know, my hopes is just, just shot right now. Cause of what I'm going through with my husband, but you know, there are some success. I'm going to say there are some successful marriages out there, but I haven't ran into any yet. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> witnessed any yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You know, you'd be surprised who you think are just so happy with their marriage and bam, they got a story. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I would never have thought. They look at Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the prettiest woman, you know. She has it going on for herself, and you know, Jay Z cheated on her. Yeah, and see, for me, um, I wouldn't say I'm polyamorous, but I will say that um, I don't believe cheating is a deal breaker, and I don't believe that one person can necessarily satisfy you. Um, and so I guess I am kind of polyamorous, but I don't believe that cheating is a deal. Breaker. I, but you know what? I said that. I said, man, listen. <laughs> girl i said okay I, I might go poly too i don't know i said because you know these men instead of you cheating why don't you come to me and 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 i might be open to it you never know because then no one gets their heart broken there we all go. know what's going on there you go you know and none of us are i agree to this None of us are angry because guess what? I don't want to be with your raggedy self 24-7 anyway. Let's just go over there. Today I don't feel like cooking, all right? She can do laundry today. She can cook tomorrow's my turn. Man, we can have shared relationships, you know? That's a new thing. But I'm serious. I don't I look at Beyonce and Jay-Z. I look at all kinds of relationships and I think like. Marriage is not necessarily a deal breaker. I mean, uh, adultery is not necessarily a deal breaker. It, it never has. I'm, I can That's be not. honest and say, I've never really been a faithful person in, in the eyes of other people. Faithful in my own eyes, because I feel like I'm being honest. I'm letting you know what's going on. 
But in other folks' eyes, they might be like, well, dang, she was, you know, if they knew all my secrets. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I think it, I think success and healthiness comes from just being honest, being vulnerable and being respectful and whatever you two see as a respect level. So right. if we understand that you got Sasha fierce over here and Sasha can come to dinner sometimes and you can go ahead over there and spend and me and Sasha on the same page, then do your thing, Sasha. Because I was like, well, I was like, well, maybe he ought to be in a poly relationship because you know, he can't seem to, you know, I can't seem to fulfill him. And I'm like, you know, you know, and then I, that's again, I keep second guessing myself. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, you ain't doing that. I, I cook, I clean, I keep a beautiful home. You know, I cook very well. I think I'm good in bed. And, <laughs> and you know, but you got to nurture, nurture him. I, I, I respect him. I love on him. I'm, I'm attentive to him. Um, you know, I, I do everything a wife is supposed to do. I lift him up when he's down. I encourage him. You know, the reason why he had businesses was because of me. It, you know, those were all my ideas. Like, hey, you, we should do this. You should do that. You're doing this. So why don't you do that? You know, so. But I, I think you've got to realize th this too. Maybe this will help you to start on the, on or continue on your healing journey. When someone cheats, it's never about the other person. It's always about them. It's their selfishness. It's their needs. And, and most times when you have lust issues, because I've had lust issues, it has nothing to do, lust is never satisfied, period. You can do all those things times 10. <laughs> and if this person is lustful, nothing will be good enough. You can actually allow other women in your marriage, other women in your home, other women in your bed. It will not be good enough. That lust is never satisfied. It will always want to go to the next level. And so when you start to bring that and, and shine the light on yourself and think, what can I do? What have I done? All you're doing is inviting lust and lust is never satisfied. And so that's right. something that you got to honestly understand so that you can stop asking yourself that question. Girl, you ain't nothing you could have did more. I'm sorry. It's nothing. You could have let that woman, you could have said, you know what? On Tuesdays, I want all three of us to be together. He'd have been like, okay. <laughs> And then two months later, he'd be like, okay, can we add somebody else on Wednesday? Right, right. Just never be satisfied. So, so don't ever take on that burden. I'm telling you, you can't. You can't take on that burden of thinking that you've done something wrong or you could have done something more because you it, it was never, it was never, it's never going. That's why that relationship that he's in right now, that's why he's backpedaling and trying to figure out his next move because he's not satisfied there. Not I remember my ex-husband's girlfriend telling me, she was like, you, uh, oh, you ain't into porn. I'm all into it. And da -da -da -da. I even let, she let other folks in their bed. I said, girl, that ain't gonna last. I said, he gonna get tired of that too. It was not three years later. She picked up the phone and she said, I'm sorry. You're right. Everything I tried to do, you're absolutely right. He's never satisfied. He's never going to be set. Lust is never satisfied. I don't care what you try to do. She was like, all tucked, thinking she was freakier. And I'm like, girl, do you? I don't care. Yeah, she thinks she's a better woman than me and he that she can satisfy to. all his needs. I said, listen, once, he's a cheater. He's cheating on you with me. Yeah. So um, please. Girl, I found myself being the side chick. I was the main chick, the wife. 
he go over there. I'm finding myself. He coming and picking up the baby, doing certain stuff, and and we having sex. And I'm like, well, we justifying it. Well, we are still married. I know you over there with right. her. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, no, heck, no. At one point, I was like, no, nigga, but see, look at me. <laughs> It's okay. That's it. It's okay, honey. <laughs> I'm like, no, you mean to tell me, no, no, I'm better than that. I'm better than That's that. That's what I had to tell myself because, you know, I, I was having sex with him and then I said, wait a minute. I'm not your side chick. I'm no. your wife. Yes. You will not treat me as such. Nope. I'm, I'm, you're not going to sneak. Now you got to sneak with me? Yes. I got to sneak with my own husband? Boy, bye. Uh, I, I got to sneak to call you. You know, we got to do all this sneaking. I, I, no, that's this is not what we're going to do. No. And I'm sorry. I'm not perpetuating it. that. I'm not perpetuating that. If you can't be honest, if you can't man up and let her know what you really want, which is both of us, then you can't have both of us. And then I might, I right. might be okay with it. <laughs> Give me the option. Give me the option. Hello. Give me the option. I can say yay and nay. Just give me the option. Give me the option. Be honest. And so that's, I believe that because you and I both experienced the same thing. I believe there's other women out here experiencing the same thing. That transition from, oh, we were this, now we're this. And I, it it makes you feel some type of way. It makes you. Oh, I was just reading in somebody's uh, post. And I made a comment. I forgot what I was reading, but she was like, um, what's she saying? That she became the side chick. She was the wife. And then she became the side chick. And I, you know, I put my little comment under, I responded to her comment. I said, you know what? I said, I, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. You know, I responded to her. And I was just like, dang, I'm not the only one. Like Mm-mm. so many women out here who are the wife, but end up being a side chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've experienced but At some point, we ha- as women have to say no, because they're getting their cake and eating it too. They are. And that's and not fair. And disregard to us. You know what I'm saying? If we keep allowing it, then what we're teaching them is, you know what? Everything you're doing is okay. When you did it okay. to me, it's we, okay. We love, them. we love them so much, we accept it. Yeah. But then I had, but I just had to say no. Like I still love him, and I want things to go back the way it were. But they'll never be back. They'll never be how they were. You know, they need to be better. Even if he was to come back home, I was still probably looking at him sideways. Like, dude, you're not the same. No, you know, they need and to be I don't they, You need a, a complete restart, like you said, renewing the vows. Um, really, just getting to the place where. If he can be honest, being honest and saying, listen, yeah. what is it that you need? Do you need two women? <laughs> Do you need three women? What, what is it that you need? Let us help me understand, because if I'm going to be with you, I need to be honest with myself. Right. And being honest <clears throat> with myself means this is not your stilo. Your stilo is having multiple and maybe it's having women who are unavailable to you. Maybe that feels good to you, being able to sneak. Maybe that's the best kind of loving that you can give. Sneak. Well, you know, that's how I met him. He was cheating on his baby mom with me. See? But I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he had a girlfriend, that he had two kids with her at the time. And until I found out I was in love with him. 
And I told him, um, you know, I, I got to let you go. Like, I'm not about to share no man. Like, go on, you know, you got kids with this woman. Go ahead and be with her. And he was like, I don't want her. I said, okay, if you don't want her, prove it. Because you can move out. I'm not saying leave your kids. Your kids are always welcome. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, and, and that's what happened. He moved out and he got his own place and we were together. And we always included the kids. So it wasn't missing a beat. You know what I'm saying? Summers, weekends, football games, because I was a cheerleading coach and the kids cheered, you know, on my team. And, you know, so we always had the, the family there. But I had to look back. I'm like, dang, you know, now he's doing me the same way. You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. I'm like, is this my karma? I don't know about karma, but I do believe that you've allowed it. Yeah. You made it I your norm. It. You made it your norm. And yeah. so at some point, you got to create a new norm. And that's what I mean by you are in a position to recreate whatever you want it to look like. Yeah. And then if that means incorporating him, great. And if it doesn't, great. But you're in that position to start to say, okay, this is a new, this is a whole brand new system. And it's what Kiana wants. And that's what I'm working on right now. And that's why I'm not so quick to date because, you know, the next man, I don't want to really give him a hard time. I don't want to give him a broken heart. Mm -hmm. I want to give him a whole healthy heart. You know what I'm saying? I love it. What do you need right now? My husband. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) What I need right now is, uh, I need to just be patient with myself. Because I keep trying to speed up the healing. Like, I be praying to God, please heal my heart. I don't want to feel this way. You know, please stop. I don't want to be sad and, and, and lonely and depressed. I don't want to feel this way. But I have to allow myself to be patient. It don't happen I remember um, when I went through my second divorce. Yes, two of them. When I went through the second one, I just got super busy. And I just tried to just be so busy that I couldn't, um, that I didn't think about it or that that didn't feel it. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, I can't heal what you can't feel. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, whoa, I thought I was healed. I wasn't nowhere near healed because I was just running, just running, 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 running. And then when I finally did start to slow down and kind of reimagine, reinvent what my life was, that's when I really started to grieve. And it was the most painful thing. And I was like, oh, this is what you wanted me to feel. Okay. But I needed to feel that not just for me and my healing, but so that I can help other women. 
If I didn't know how you felt right now, Kiana, I would not be able to relate, but I know exactly how you feel. I mean, exactly how you feel. Down to the point of uh, rolling up in the house and having a thought and sitting in the car and crying because I can't even get out the car because I'm so toe up right now. Or driving away from seeing another couple kissing or hugging or being lovely to each other and driving away and just being like, oh, I hate them, I hate life. <laughs> you know, to the- I was invited to a wedding this summer. Girl. I was like, I'm not going to the wedding. Yeah. I don't want to be at nobody's wedding. I'm not trying to be mean or hating. I just don't want to be at your wedding because it was too soon. So if you're watching somebody take their vows, I probably would have bust out crying. <laughs> I'm like, don't you cry because of the wedding? No, I'm crying because, you know, you know, I, my marriage is in shambles right now and somebody is, you know, getting married. And yeah, so I was like, I, I was supposed to went to a bridal shower today. I chose not to go. I told my friend, and it was in Youngstown, I made an excuse that I wasn't going because, you know, um, my outfit didn't come or something, you know. <laughs> I didn't want to go to no bridal shower. I'm not in that space right now. And that's why you got to be gentle with yourself. I love that. Like you said, you're in a, you're in a place of healing, self-love, rediscovery, reimagination, reinvention. And you, because you know that, you have to protect yourself. Triggers are real. And you know yeah. when they come on you, ain't nothing you can do to stop it. That thing will trigger you and you will go into and and thank God that you are in a place where now you're seeking additional help so that you won't dip down into depression because that's a lonely place. And that place, some folks take a long time to come out of. And so I just want to encourage you um, as you're going through this to know that number one, you're not alone. Number two, no matter how long it lasts, it's still temporary. <laughs> you, this too shall pass. Even though it feel like- I keep it's telling myself better. that. Yeah. I'm like, this is just a transition, Kiana. It'll get better later. I'm like, when? <laughs> I want it yeah. to be better now. <laughs> like, but Where would you like to be on September 19th of 2026, five years from today? What, what would be like your dream place? relationship-wise? Married again, maybe. So having a healthy relationship, you know, I, I want to leave Ohio. I want to move to Houston. Oh. So I see myself in Houston. I see myself in a, a beautiful relationship because the next relationship, I'm going to take my time and I'm not choosing because I'm going to be chosen. You know, I just but I'm gonna take my time dating and making sure that this is the right man for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I look at, you know, in five years from now, I'm happy, I'm healthy, in love, financially stable, because I'm, work, I'm working on those things. Mm -hmm. You hear me? I'm working on those things. Mm -hmm. And whether it be, if it is Mr. Davis, and we're happy in love. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I wouldn't just allow him back. Oh, he called me today, I'm coming home tomorrow. No, that's not how that's gonna work. Mm -mm. You know, 
because he has a lot. He has he needs to work in him work on himself first. Um, I can't just give in so easy anyway. Because he always had it easy all these years with me. But I, I see myself being happy. That's what I'm working on. I'm working on my happiness because we have to create that for ourselves. We can't look for other people to do it for us. So that's why I'm practicing self-love, trying to get my self-esteem back and create boundaries. So I love it. Because I, I know. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Um, and this, like I said, it's easier said than done. But you know, I just take each day at a time to try to get there. I, I want to be there next year. Okay, twenty twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> forget yeah. forget five years from now. <laughs> See, this happening in twenty twenty two, honey. I love it. I love I'm it. The reason why I, I, I say, the reason why I say five years because for me. It's easy for me to envision five years from now and then work backwards. And I say, mm -hmm. okay, if I want to be there in five years, where am I going to be in three years? Where am I going to be in one year? Where am I going to be in six months? And then we kind of create that plan that makes it more visible, right? And I actually, actually a reality because working backwards from the end goal is it, it's just easier for me. So that's why I said five years. But I will say that I really appreciate your vulnerability I really appreciate you sharing and, and being just really honest about where you are, uh, regardless of how that may feel. Um, I know you shared a little bit earlier about how it's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. I was like, she wants me to get on here and do a Zoom. I'm like, oh my God, no. Who's going to be watching this? I'm going to be judged, you know, or, you know, but I was like, you know what? I don't care at this point because I need to talk about it. I need to be vulnerable because that's part of healing. It really is. Sharing. And you never know who else needs to hear this. So it's, at first I thought it was embarrassing, but it's not embarrassing because there are so many women who are going through the same exact thing who try to hide it. It's okay. Now, I'm here, sis. I'm here because we can talk together. You want to call me and vent? Hey, I got stories too. <laughs> And that's what it's all about. We overcome by our testimonies. And so many of us women, we hide our stuff because we are embarrassed, right? We're, we're ashamed. And we're so afraid of what people think when really, if we were honest, we would figure out, oh my God, 60% of the women are going through what I'm going through. And they needed me to say that so that they can cry some real tears today, you know? But and the thing is, everyone tries to portray this perfect life. And if you look at me from the outside looking in, you'll think I have this perfect life because I don't share a lot on Facebook. So, mm -hmm. you know, a broken marriage is not anything to brag about. So, and then, and then also I don't want people to look at my downfalls because they'll try to like use that against me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you know, well, play against it, especially her. Oh, yeah. 
she knows I'm vulnerable and sad and lonely and she uses it, uses it against me. You know, I think one day she posted, what she say? Cause she will always post little posts, subliminal posts. And I said, you know, I'm not gonna clap back. I'm just gonna pray for them. Mm-hmm. And she came back and was like, oh, well, you don't need to pray for me. You, you need to pray for yourself. You're the one hurting. I'm like, this woman. And I'm like, I, I can't even be vulnerable. And, you really need to block. You really need to block her. Don't wait for her yeah, to block yeah. you. You need to block her. And every person that sends you her post, you need to say, you know what? Keep that to yourself. I already did that. Good. I didn't told them. That I don't want to hear anything else that she says. Do. And I am going to block her because like I said, she reached out to me today and I didn't appreciate that. Like quit reaching out to me. I'm not reaching out to you. I'm his wife. I'm the one who should be causing the hell, but I'm not. Yeah. That's exactly because I'm not going to argue over, I'm not going to argue with the woman. First of all, he's over there. So I won't allow him to embarrass me like that. You know, I'm not going to come over to your house and knocking on your door to argue with you for him to make me look stupid. Like I'm the stupid one. And then and, and I have to go back home and feel even worse. Yeah. So I'm not giving either that, one of you the satisfaction. And in addition to that, she's not the one that owes you anything. And so right. you have no relationship with her. It ain't like y'all was besties and she stole your man. None of that. So you don't have no reason to talk That's to her. That's why I don't bother her. her the satisfaction. Yeah. But she wants it. She wants me to. She wants me to react. And I'm going to block her. Yeah, block right. her. She's block not her. worthy. I would every day I'd be like, she ain't worthy. She ain't worthy. And obviously you pretty miserable, boo-boo, because you know dang on well where he want to be, regardless of where he at. And that's why you keep coming over here trying to see what's going on over here. Yes. Like that little baby. And where about your own self? <laughs> <laughs> where about your own self? Where about your Are own you? house? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thank you, Kiana. I really do. I really appreciate this time um, that we spent together. I didn't know your story. I saw your Facebook post and a part of me instantly was able to relate to it. And then a part of me was like, I wonder how your healing is going. I wonder how much you're really able to share. And that's why I really wanted to talk to you in this way, because I wanted you to hear yourself speak. Because honestly, we heal ourselves and we heal ourselves by listening to ourselves. So you will probably go back and listen to this and another level, another layer, right, will be unfolded and another level will be shown to you. And that's how you truly heal. And not only that, it is about you 100 percent, but it's also about the other women that are listening and see a strength a strong woman, a strong, beautiful woman that is going through and they can see themselves in you and say, you know what? If she's doing it, if she could do it, I can do it. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And like I said, thank you for having me. And I'm happy I was able to share and talk about it a little bit. Um, but it's, you just have to take each day for what it is one day at a time. You know, I can't tell you what, how I'm going to feel tomorrow when I wake up, mm-hmm. but I try to create happiness when I wake up, you know, I get up and I make my bed, you know, fix myself coffee or tea, water my plants, put on some happy music. Cause yeah. you know, that, that depressing music, it gets to me. So I just play some upbeat music. You know, I love my African beats mm-hmm. and, um, just, or some jazz or something and, and just going about my day. I try. 
And so you're gonna make it. You got this. You got this. And like I said, it's temporary. Regardless of how long it feels like it is, this too shall pass. You will be happy on September 19th of 2026, even sooner. But you're gonna have a <laughs> life that you create, hopefully in Houston. I'm in Dallas right now. But hopefully <laughs> You know, just living your best life and doing everything that you dreamed of doing and being in a happy, healthy relationship, marriage, whatever you want it to be. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to create that, that lifestyle. So manifestation, you know, manifesting that life, yeah. the abundance and the happiness that I deserve, you know, as we all deserve happiness. We do. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening to the Level Up podcast, where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you heard anything that resonated with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share and know that whatever level you're on now, you can be ready for the next level. Let's level up.